K-A-L-W. Uh, the new public health order that we're announcing will require San Franciscans to remain at home with exceptions only for essential outings. These measures will be disruptive to day-to-day -day life, but there is no need to panic. It's been over 13 weeks since the Bay Area's shelter-in-place order went into effect, and we've been checking in regularly with a mix of people to see how they're dealing with these extraordinary times. This is Day by Day, KELW's Quarantine Diaries, Episode 13. It's day 88 of quarantine. I'm Hannah. I'm a recent high school graduate. For me, I've actually been enjoying some of the parts of quarantine that I didn't think I would. Um, like quarantine has definitely afforded me the opportunity to just be in an environment that is peaceful and silent. And I've been able to practice Sudoku and complete more logic puzzles. I finally got to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which definitely lives up to the hype. I think it's kind of awesome that we have this time to kind of sit down and work on self-care, which definitely comes from me just like coming from like a privileged background and a lot of people um, don't have time to worry about Lord of the Rings when they need to feed their families or or like read books because they're out on the front lines um, either protesting because of Black Lives Matter or um, like working in hospitals. It's day 90. My name is Matt Schuster. I'm the chef and owner of Canela Bistro on Market Street. Every time you kind of get used to, you know, the current phase of the apocalypse and it like it's shaken up like a little Yahtzee cup and you kind of like start all over again. So Tuesday we find out we're, we're able to seat customers outside. The people who've been waiting to go out, they pounced. And pretty much everybody I've talked to said that their tables were full. So, you know, it, it's good, but people need to make money. There's a lot of businesses who, who are teetering you know, on extinction here. And it's got to keep ratcheting up. Otherwise, the whole thing doesn't really work. N now, this week, we're going to add three more tables at the curb. And if that goes well, then, you know, we may push out a little bit farther. But the neighborhood's gotten, you know, more intense with, with, with homeless activity and... It was bad before, you know, it's gotten worse. And with with all the businesses boarded up, especially once the sun goes down, it's, it's you know, it's, it's scary. So I don't want to put too many tables outside of our view because I'm just, I'm afraid. My name is Jeffrey and I am a sex worker who is now a grocery clerk. At the beginning of COVID, I was working like four days a week at a restaurant and then also seeing clients, you know, here and there. So after being 
let go from that job at the restaurant. I, you know, started the process of filing for unemployment, but it's it's been backlogged and it's been pending, and I, I still haven't gotten like the payout from that. So, you know, a couple weeks ago, just like took like the first job I could find that was going to be something that I felt good about doing, and so I started working at this little mom and pop grocery store in Potrero Hill um, as a cashier. And now I'm working alongside um, a population that maybe doesn't have um, the same kind of access to the avenues and the privilege that I've had throughout my life. It is a it's a really humbling experience to be doing something out of necessity. You know, like I'm I've, I've taken this job not because I've always wanted to be a grocery clerk, but because I need a job right now and I need to make money. I mean, I would ultimately love to go back into my my chosen field of providing intimacy and the therapeutic and physical release for for people, but I don't see that happening here in San Francisco anytime soon. Um, but what I get, what I've been getting from this grocery store job is being able to engage with the public during a, a time of pandemic and like smile and be sweet and you know, just spread, spread joy and like positivity, um, which is the, the thing that I valued most in, as a sex worker and kind of like translating and scaling those same skills in this very, in a very different way, but still to me has meaning and has meaning to the people that I engage with on a regular basis. Okay, uh, today is day 92 of Shelter in Place. I'm a shift manager at a grocery store in Sacramento. And I am now into the second week of two weeks of vacation from my job at the grocery store because uh, my partner is expecting a baby. I guess I'm a little nervous. Um, this is this is our second child. We've got a five-year-old daughter, uh, and this will be our first son. Um, and I'm a little nervous because um, my partner wants to do a natural birth, um, which means that we spend as much time at home as possible. Um, and then instead of going into a hospital, we're going into a birthing center. Um, feels like there will be less chance of contamination in a place that, you know, has a much smaller staff than a hospital, has, you know, a lot less people coming through who may or may not be infected with the coronavirus. But I guess I'm nervous about, more nervous about complications. I guess one thing that's on my mind is that, uh, you know, pretty soon I'll be going back to working with the public and when the pandemic first started, I was initially really cautious. Um, when I came home from work every night, uh, I put my clothes in a corner uh, of the closet where I knew that they wouldn't be touched by anybody. And then I would get in the shower immediately when I got home um, to wash off any potential virus that might have gotten on me. And I definitely you know, got more lax with that as things progressed. And now 
I, I think that I'll probably go back to being super cautious. Um, I don't know. I'm also just somewhat burnt out from waiting, just kind of like on edge with waiting. This is Sarah Lye Sterling. Um, I am Sophia Mitra. I'm, well, I was a fifth grader, but I'm going to middle school once the school year starts. And it's day 92 after the shelter-in-place order was issued. I've been struggling to explain to my daughter um, what's been going on in the world because it's just so insane and it really defies human decency a lot of what's been happening in the world in the past few years, last decade. Um, You know, in in this country, in the United States, you know, uh, there used to be slavery, right? Mm -hmm. So in their society, back more than 100 years ago, people used to have slaves. So if you're used to treating people a certain way, I guess the society starts to think of them a certain way. You know, obviously, as your parent, I want to, I want you to know right from wrong and just to treat people properly as a, as a human being and don't treat any, don't discriminate. Has anyone ever said anything about the colour of your skin? Mm-mm. That's good. When I was in school, I was in school in Hong Kong, I went to a German school. And two of my European classmates made fun of me. And even though we lived in Hong Kong, where most people are Chinese, I'm half Chinese, they made fun of me because they said my skin was yellow. That's, that's, that's not really, that's not. And you know what that's, what's funny about that? I was upset. I went home and talked to Popo and told her what happened. She said, she looked at me and said, well, our skin is yellow. (laughs) Who cares? And then she carried on doing her makeup. (laughs) My name is Ruben Houston. I really don't know where to begin. It's been a tough couple of days here especially when you lose a dedicated employee of 10 years unexpectedly someone who you will call a friend someone who has been my backbone uh, who has picked me up when sometimes days I had tough days and it hurts it hurts so much right now and then with the whole George Floyd passing in and the protesting, it has taken a toll on me. It has taken a toll. I'm supposed to be strong for the families that I'm that I'm uh, helping to provide a service and help celebrate their loved one's life. And here I am. It's all a mass, you know. I just I haven't had time to grieve the passing of Desiree. I haven't had the time to even have that conversation with my wife about what I'm feeling, and it, it just hurts. 
Um, we are busy at the funeral home. We're seeing an increase in service, uh, which um, I consider a blessing that we're chosen to help families carry out their loved ones' wishes. I see that as a blessing. Um, but when you also have in the back of your head about your employee, the person that you would always see first thing in the morning, not coming through the door, and uh, I just don't know. The world that we live in is just so much chaos. So much chaos. You know, my faith in God has helped me keep me grounded. And, you know, people say, well, where's God in all this that's going on? You know, he's there. As it says, he will never leave you nor forsake you. But, um, but I believe I'll get through it. I truly believe I will get through it through this season that we're in. It is day 93 of quarantine or shelter in place. I am in my bedroom, my now empty bedroom in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I just recently graduated from Brown University and for the past three months, I've been sheltering in place in this room, in this house with my roommates. And today I'm going to be leaving to go back home to Oakland, California, and I'm going to be flying. So. I'm a bit nervous in terms of um, me protecting myself. My bags are all packed up, so uh, I'm about to head out to the airport. So I just checked my baggage in and carrying all my luggage with a mask and a face shield on was super tiring. Um, I'm panting a lot, but the airport is super empty and all of the airport employees are wearing masks. And I would say that's the quickest I've ever been through TSA. There really just wasn't as much kind of like fiddling with stuff. You kind of just put your stuff on the table. Um, they'll put them in the bins for you. I still received my pat down on my braids, which I get every single time I fly. And before going on this trip, I really thought about possibly kind of refusing to receive a pad down, but in this case, they actually really didn't even ask. They just kind of started touching my hair. Um, things that I'm used to, but always interesting to see who still gets pat down, um, even during a pandemic. We recommend purchasing any food or beverage you may need for the flight here in the airport terminal before you board. Begin boarding flight 1831 to Charlotte in just a few minutes. So I'm in my window seat seat 17F. So the plane is getting pretty full. There's nobody quite in my aisle yet, but there are people in front of me and in the back of me. So I'm on my flight right now, the plane is mid-air, and it's a pretty packed flight. I would say it's like about three quarters full, and 
there's a bit of space between me and the person next to me. We have the middle seat, but from what I can see, um, American Airlines didn't really implement any kind of social distancing. If anything, passengers have had to take it upon themselves to ask if they can take over some emptier rows. I've kind of been in and out of sleep this whole time. Yeah, I mean, it feels a bit shocking to me that there hasn't been any measures implemented for people to really distance themselves, but I feel like the fact that I fell asleep for this flight kind of stopped me from thinking about it, which was nice. This is Tanya. I'm a student. I live in San Francisco. It's day 94 of shelter in place. Um, I went to some protests last week, mostly car caravans, because I'm still nervous about COVID. Um, But they were both great. One was a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, The second one was specifically about Black trans women. And I will say the turnout was not as large as the first one. And I think that's a problem that trans women and black women have been trying to highlight for decades. This is a long struggle of like ignoring black trans women in the news, in media, in conversations about race. And People should be outraged, screaming their names the same way we do. Black cis men, and I don't think that's controversial to say, but I know that some (laughs) people uh, have a problem with that. So I think we should fight for the most marginalized and everyone else will be uh, helped if we do that. Those were the voices and opinions of Hannah Nee, Matt Schuster, Jeffrey R., Joshua Sorotiak, Sarah Lai Sterland, Sophia Mitra, Ruben Houston, Babette Thomas, and Tanya Lima. This week's Day by Day is edited and produced by Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, and David Boyer. Special thanks to Holly J. McDeed, Lee Romney, and Christopher Agusa. Thanks for listening. For KELW, I'm Hannah Baba.